Welcome back to What Stories Say with Seth and Seth. I'm Seth. Uh, I'm Seth, and forgive me if I make noise while I'm sitting down. (laughs) And I'm Jessica. And today we're going to close out our Disney Princess... um, Series? Series. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I was going to think of the word. Series. And we're going to do that, close that out, by ranking all of the Disney princesses in their projected level of marital satisfaction. And that was Jessica's phrase. It's wonderful. (laughs) The projected level of marital satisfaction. Yeah. So we're going to rank them from from, uh, bottom to top, 10 10 to 1. There are 11 princesses, but we had decided as we were going through the series from the beginning that Pocahontas will be eliminated from the competition mm-hmm. by virtue of not having a projected level of marital satisfaction. And the princesses that we haven't discussed aren't on the list at all because they're from movies where they don't even have a romantic relationship in the first place, like Merida from Brave. That's kind of the whole point. Moana. Moana, yeah. And we, and we, and we, will, we will do next week, we will do a, an episode where we will talk about those characters and some of their... But in a little bit of a different framework in in a different framework Um, but today what we're going to do is we're going to project the level of marital satisfaction and we're also going to (laughs) rate each of the disney eras so there are three eras we've discussed and we'll have them ranked gold silver bronze for the Mm -hmm. at the end for which one overall overall is the happiest marriages (laughs) correct correct so so now what we have to do, since we told everybody we're going to do it, is we have to find out who's on the bottom. Yeah, who's number 10. All right, so let's starting. just say oh, right boy. off the bat, each one of us say who we would just put at the very bottom. What do you think? Well, Beauty and the Beast would have to be on the bottom for me. Yeah. I think. Who else? Yeah, yeah I think they, they, have, they have to be I... the bottom one for me. Mm, I'm... It's kind of hard to disagree with the professional right after. Oh, you you should. You should. This is everybody's individual choice. It's definitely between Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Um, I think think, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine um, have no framework for a relationship. And the only, like, thing that they have to build on is lies, which is not great. Right. Uh, but Belle and the Beast, from a realistic perspective, that's going to be a relationship that's likely very abusive, which is not good either. I probably think we have to put, or I have to put Belle and the Beast at the bottom because Aladdin and Jasmine, we don't know for sure how bad their relationship will go. We just know that it barely feels like it's has a possibility of right. happening. Whereas with the Beast, he is. We've got lots of red flags for abuse yeah. already in the yeah. relationship. That, now, Frozen, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week, sort of surprised me uh, how negative we were about the potential at the end. And I kind of think Anna and Kristoff need to be there pretty close to the bottom. I, those are, those are I think, the three. I think those are the three bottom ones. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Ugh. and Frozen. I think that those hurts. are clearly the three Frozen bottom so much. ones. I know, and I really want them to be happy, but I... I feel fairly convinced, and I th- that the problems that that they have, the problems that you projected for them seem really significant, and yeah. they seem like they would be hard to overcome. 
Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, I, and so I do. And I was thinking that when Seth said he was going to disagree with me, I thought he's going to say Aladdin. But, uh-huh. but the other one, because I thought the three, the three that to me are the obvious bottom are Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Frozen. So I think we'd all rank Beauty and the Beast at the bottom because of the amount of potential for abuse. The other yeah. two, Aladdin and Jasmine and Anna and Kristoff, both seem like they have the kinds of problems that evolve, involve... Um, Sorry, I made a lot of noise there. <laughs> they have the kind of problems that involve um, issues with trusting each other and integrating into each other's lives. Yeah. Those are different than abusive issues. Right. And I don't think we see anywhere else on the lineup where we really see such a strong potential of abuse as we do in Beauty I and the Beast. I actually think the second the second highest potential for abuse is is with Anna and Kristoff, but it's not Anna, it's I mean it's not Kristoff, it's Anna who has the greater potential to abuse Kristoff. She's got a lot of power in that in There's that relationship and could easily neglect and abuse him in financial and uh, psychological ways. Yeah, so not in the traditional way where we think of abuse as being violent like, or eruptive, right. but in the sense where it could end up being controlling mm-hmm. and almost inadvertently controlling. Right, so I, so I really actually feel like Frozen's very high in that sense too because I think there is, there's a lot, of, a lot of red flags there. I still think Beauty and the Beast to me, because there are so many red flags, like the whole relationship is every, the beast checks off every single box that I would that I would recognize in sitting down with a couple and be like, mm-hmm. this is a couple I would have said, if they did come into my office and they were married and they said, we need, we need help after listening and, and seeing their situation, I would, I would recommend separation and I would work with them in separate locations until I felt like they were ready which I've done and I'm doing that actually with a couple right now they're coming they're coming together right now just now because they because they were in a situation where there was abuse going on in this case it was both the husband abuse and on wife both sides. Yeah. And, and, and I suggested you guys need to be separated they've been separated for about nine months and now well they will they will have been separated for a year when they get back together so so and you've had a fair amount of success with that. I think yes. people tend to think of separation um, simply as a first step that you take before you get divorced. But you've been really successful in using it as a, a really targeted tool where mm-hmm. people's issues in the marriage are so entangled or enmeshed in a way that endangers each other. Right. That you have to have the space from each other to work on those issues. I think maybe in addition to abuse, it might be um, a tool that you could use in case of um, addiction, especially if both people are addicted because trying to get sober while you're living with an addict can be really super difficult. difficult. So if you're talking about where there's mutual addiction and they're trying to come to Mm -hmm. sobriety, then separation can be a really good targeted tool there. And it's not um, used as a stepping stone to ending the relationship. Right. So we're gonna so we're gonna put Beauty and the Beast as number ten, but recognizing that if they have the right help, they still have potential for mm-hmm. marital satisfaction. But that's gonna take. It's gonna be a lot of help. They're gonna need a lot of help from the outside. Somebody who 
who both of them recognize as an authority figure in the mm -hmm. relationship. All right, right, so how do you want to rank Aladdin and Jasmine versus Anna and Kristoff? And it's hard because I would like to rank Aladdin and Jasmine lower simply because I dislike them more, <laughs> and uh, Anna and Kristoff higher yeah. because I like them better, but I know that's not the so, point of this. So, and, 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 and I, Seth had made a really good point that, that um, Aladdin and Jasmine, their relationship is based on lies. Um, and and that's true. It is the, yeah. the whole thing is the whole thing is a lie. Well, their whole system that they're built on is, is the whole thing is a lie. Yeah. And so that's that's a hard thing to overcome. In in Frozen, Anna, the the the, the difference though is that I don't. Well, you you have the same potential with Aladdin and Jasmine, in that Jasmine could potentially have an, an undue amount of authority and power that Aladdin mm -hmm. would be lacking. Right. Now it depends but he is being Marina... made sultan and she has been, although royalty, in an oppressed sort of royalty no, no, was situation. She, was he actually made sultan? Yes, they say that. that well, okay, he doesn't Or is marry she her. being made sultaness? I, no, it's, the, I don't think they're going in that direction. In Aladdin 3... <laughs> The king of thieves. Yeah, let's not go there. Let's not even talk. <laughs> I'm pretty about sure that. he's made sultan, but the, I think there's the implication that marrying Jasmine will make him sultan because okay. that is and what Jafar is wanting to marry right. Jasmine to be sultan. And, exactly. And in and in a Middle Eastern uh, society in that area, that would also that that would make sense. She would not have the uh, she would not be able to be the the queen or or sultaness. Mm -hmm. Um, he would have to become the sultan. Yeah. So because of that, and that alone, I would put Fro uh, Frozen below Aladdin. Simply so we're saying we're saying hurts, we're but... saying Aladdin and Jasmine's relationship is has better potential because the culture is oppressive to women. Yes. Because because the oppression because the oppression to women to 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 Jasmine, and the and he has already been oppressed throughout the movie. So you're just saying it puts them more it puts at a them level. on a more on a more equal. They're coming together in a more at a more equal place. Do you think there's any chance that Aladdin, in being suddenly elevated to this really high position, could end up flipping the table a little bit and being? Uh, kind of oppressive to uh, Jasmine in their relationship? I think that, I, yes, yes. But I do think there's one thing that is going to save Aladdin from that. The genie? The genie. That ge the, the genie fixes everything. The genie will save Never Aladdin from had being... had a friend like him. But, but truly, the genie will. The genie will keep Aladdin a little bit more humble than what he would otherwise be. Anna and Kristoff have Olaf, though. He's kind of like a genie. He is. You've never had a friend like him either. That's it's true. true. That is true. Uh, the only difference is that Olaf doesn't have, doesn't seem to have a position of authority with the couple. Okay. Whereas the genie definitely has a position of authority. Where, where, where Aladdin looks to the genie as a mentor figure... Anna does not look to Olaf as a mentor figure. So Anna will still likely listen to his advice as a friend, but it's a, it's a different kind of relationship. Right. 
and 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 I actually I actually think there's a fair chance that Anna will be neglectful of Olaf, just like she's neglectful of Kristoff. She will oh, see him. There's no the, way that's gonna happen. Oh, I think there is. Some things never change. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big problem. Don't you know? Okay, some well, things never change. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that makes the problem even worse. I, mean, right. I think that whole song was supposed to be like definitively wrong anyway. Yeah. So here's so here's the thing. I think Frozen goes under Aladdin because I think there's a higher potential for abuse in the relationship I even though the abuse is the female to male rather than male to female. I don't uh, want okay. to agree with you, but I'm afraid that I do. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I don't like it, but I I think you're All right. right. So, we've got our ranking so far. Beauty and the Beast coming in at number 10. Frozen coming in at number nine and Aladdin coming in at number eight. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So that's our bottom three. What do you? What sort of jumps out as being the middle group? The things that you oh, think boy. of as being kind of like, ah, eh, these are sort of in the middle. Let's see. Well. Well, I kind of think Mulan is middle-ish because we don't really have that much of the relationship to know where it's going for sure. And I think Tangled I think is tang- middle-ish. Tangled, Tangled definitely is middle-ish to me. Um, I would I would put Sleeping Beauty on there too. I think Aurora has a lot of, uh, of personal challenges to overcome for her relationship to be able to work out. And her, like especially her relationship with her parents who she didn't even know existed. Uh, and just the fact that during the course of the film, her entire context for who she is is knocked out from under her. She right. really has a lot of growing to do personally before she feels like she's going to be completely ready for a romantic relationship. Okay. You want to pick one more that will be the middle because then we would have top three left to discuss at the end. Which four do we have left? We would have Snow White, Cinderella, Princess, and the Frog, and the Little Mermaid. Wait. Do any of those four seem n- not top three to you? Well. Snow White, Cinderella, Little Mermaid, Princess, and the Frog. Actually, two of them seem not in the top to me. Little Mermaid and Cinderella both seem like they're not the top. Okay, well, I think Little Mermaid is higher, so let's put Cinderella in that middle section then. Now you know who our top three are so we're gonna well uh let's let's talk about the middle then so in the middle we have cinderella mulan tangled and sleeping beauty okay but that's interesting because i i would put mulan ahead of little mermaid i actually think mulan goes in the top wow i think mulan is one of the from what I from the from the from what I remember of the movie and our discussion, I think Mulan has one of the greater potentials of Mulan uh, does have a really great family support. All right, which so is let's definitely going to help. Let's leave but, Mulan aside for a minute then, and so we well, can, so so of these, so of these, we'll talk about Cinderella, one? Sleeping Beauty, and, and Tangled? Tangled. Let's talk about those three then. Do we all agree that those three would be middle-ish? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> Dad doesn't look sure. No, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. 
so which one? Which one out of all of these would you Sleeping Beauty. put the lowest which of the ones we haven't it? ranked yet, Dad? <laughs> this is really this is really hard because would, because okay, Seth. Which I which would yeah. you put the lowest of the ones we haven't ranked yet? Um, I would probably say Sleeping Beauty. Um, yeah. I th- I think she Aurora is the character among the ones we haven't discussed yet who is going who who has the most direct challenges that she's going to need to overcome that's that's interesting cuz that's true i mean i think she does have a lot but i think cinderella also has a lot and is and has a terrible terrible resilience emotional resilience i thought we well, talked about her having good emotional resilience didn't we did we well so she th- no she's she's the one who goes off into into, into dream world it's not a good emotional resilience to go off into your dream so world and get out of like reality. So it seems like she has aspects of her, of the her behavior that is that comes across as resilient. But she also we discussed that she also has, um, she she has She's gonna the sh- things that seem to to indicate uh like um what is it like uh the trauma. She she has a lot of disassociation, a lot of disassociation. Anytime she's in a highly emotional state, whether it's happy or sad, she goes into a into a disassociative state. Yeah, that is not a healthy. Okay. That is not a healthy, and and that's what we talked about. That she's not. She's actually has a terrible. All right. Resiliency. Uh, Sleeping Beauty has has just as much to deal with, but I think has maybe a little bit better resilience than Cinderella, but. Sleeping Beauty, at least, what? we have Prince Philip, who mm. who actually has exceptional resilience and a great support. So, Oh, that's true. So Sleeping Beauty did have, have a lot, lot more of a support system. Side, I would put Tangled near the bottom of the ones we I have left. I would probably put Tangled at the bottom of the ones that are left. Really? Yeah, I don't... I, I, I just don't... I don't trust Flynn. Okay, we're, we're talking. This. We're talking about marital satisfaction. We're not talking about just one of the one uh-huh. of. You have to. You have to have the two of them. Yeah. And I don't trust Lynn Ryder. I I just don't trust him in a in a marriage relationship. And I just thought that at the end of Tangled, they have the farthest to go before they're really ready to even get married and commit. Even the movie assumes that that they've got. Mm-hmm. work and growing to do before right. they're ready to even commit to each other. Okay, so this this middle section is um, contentious. Apparently, apparently particularly difficult. It's, it's proving to be very difficult. I, I do think Tangled is the lowest, and I do think it's because of Flynn Rider, um, but also because she also does, I mean, by the end of the movie, you get to the end of the movie and she finds her parents, she finds that she's not actually the daughter of, of Mother Gothel. She's mm-hmm. actually the princess. But she doesn't have a relationship with her parents. You know, Aurora and Rapunzel are very similar in that in way. In that sense, yeah. That they've both lived a very isolated life with very little experience of the world at all. And their their new life that they're going to have at the end of the movie is going to require... A huge cognitive shift and a lot of learning I, I, of so social I guess And I do think that Rapunzel Rapunzel has a greater emotional resilience. Yeah, that's than, kind of the, the than, difference that we're than Aurora does. 
But the differ the biggest difference to me between those two is is, is that the, you think you, the Prince Prince Philip Prince Philip Lynn. is going to be a, a zillion times better. That is not a number, but Philip <laughs> is. You're right that Philip is going to be able to, like, he's in a much better position uh, to have a good positive relationship than Flynn is. Flynn, uh, Eugene has the is probably one of the one of the characters who has the most uh growth that he needs to go through because he starts the movie as a bad guy so yeah i can i, I can concede that I, tangled is probably but I, I can see these two being really close to a tie they have a lot of similar a lot of similar they, troubles a lot of I similar agree. issues i think i think, I think, tangled the, I think and then sleeping beauty just above i things. think the deciding factor in ranking them for me is that in sleeping beauty both partners have parental support even though aurora doesn't know her parents she has she does have both living parents mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. the three good fairies right. as support and prince philip has a loving affectionate present father and Prince Philip is already familiar with her family. Yeah. They're, they're already good friends. So I do think so that there's... That there's, I think the support system in Sleeping Beauty outweighs the support system in Tangled. Tangled. So since they're really close, I'm also going to play Sleeping Beauty just ahead of Tangled. And, you would, and, and the thing is, if it was just taking the princess and not, mm-hmm. and not the whole marriage, marriage relationship, I would put Tangled above... Uh, I would I, I would put um, Rapunzel above Aurora, Aurora. because Aurora does not, Aurora like Cinderella has terrible uh, coping mechanisms. She has terrible emotional resilience. But and, and whereas whereas Rapunzel seems to have quite good emotional resilience. But then when you take the the the, the princess, it's exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. So then it has to go to. What is the support system? And I do, I do think Sleeping Beauty yeah, has a fair. much stronger support system. All right, than so now so we, we have our bottom half going. Tangled from... at number seven, Sleeping Beauty at number six, and Cinderella at five. Yeah, because I don't, I think, I don't think we have any others that we're going to play slower than Cinderella at this point. Seven, six, and Cinderella. Yeah, okay. the, the thing about Cinderella is that uh, she. She doesn't have good coping skills. We don't know anything about the prince, really. She doesn't. Cinderella doesn't have a good support system. She after has she's a terrible married. support system, and the but king. I think is, Cinderella at least seems likely to have a decently happy life in her new situation. It's hard to say how happy her marriage specifically will be, but if she's at least happy with her new life and her new situation compared to where she was before. That's it's better than nothing. Well, no, and, and that's what I was just going to say too. Is that is that Cinderella is comes from a, a background of being, if not noble, at least within a, a wealthy. Her dad was wealthy. Mm-hmm. He was a, yeah. a well-off person, so she grew up with that. So going into the palace, she's going to adjust to that pretty well. Whereas, I think Sleeping Beauty and and Rapunzel. There's going to be a huge adjustment just in lifestyle of going into a palace. And Flynn is also um, and, also and, has and, a big and Flynn's going to have a huge lifestyle today. adjustment. Whereas and so they both have a big lifestyle. Whereas Cinderella, yeah, yeah. So, so that's why I so think Cinderella goes above these above these other ones because 
The only part of is she's she's gonna fit in. The only right. part of Cinderella's lifestyle that has to adjust is the part that's easy for her to shed. The part that's been put on her recently. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So so yeah, I do think Cinderella would be. Would All right. Be the, so we have four left. So there were two that were kind of in in contest for being a little bit more in the lower rankings, which were Mulan and Little Mermaid. Mulan and the Little Mermaid. So Okay, so let's talk about well them. let's talk about the four that it has left because um Seth thought Mulan should be higher and so let's not worry about that right now. Let's okay, just say okay. before we have left our Snow White, Little Mermaid, Mulan, Princess and the Frog. What's your bottom of those four? My bottom is the Little Mermaid. Of those four, I mean, that, that, I, to me, it's clear. No, I think that makes sense. Uh, I I do think that Ariel and Eric have a pretty good potential for a future relationship. Right, but... that, that's where we are right now. We're with the four that actually have a really—they're all four <gasps> uh, of them have a good potential to have a, a, mm-hmm. a happy marital satisfaction. I think my bottom of the four would be Princess and the Frog, Prince Naveen, and. Tiana because I could see that and my because uh, this is our projections for the future Mm -hmm. and I think that their future is really uncertain because it's partially dependent on what's going to happen in his home kingdom we did talk a little bit and that that could shake up their future a lot that they Mm -hmm. Whereas the Little Mermaid, they're 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 pretty set. They're really stable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And and Tiana is also in a position where. In a way, she's the power person in the couple. She, even though it seems like they're working together at this job, it's her oh, dream. Yeah, this is her. She's thing. the chef. She's the main thing. And I think that that has a danger of a power imbalance. Yeah. When couples work at a job together, and it wasn't both their original yeah, dream, I mean, it was one person's dream. That person has a potential of kind of making their dream take over the other person's life. And and you're and you're also right. So so here's here's a really big problem with Princess and the Frog is right now there's a power imbalance where she's the powerful one and he's the less powerful. Or at least there could be. Or at least there could be. Um but he's he's the heir to the throne of Meldonia. The so the succession of his kingdom is going to be an issue that they have to deal with. Whether he ends up actually becoming king or not, if he like somehow abdicates, uh, abdicates the throne or whatever, that's going to be a big challenge for them that they have to. Yeah. Work or out. is made uneligible because he has married her. There could be. I mean, we don't really right. know anything about the politics of his country to know how that goes, except so, that in the. In Except the that future, parents, that could be an issue. His parents appear to be happy with his with his marriage to her. So I, I at think the end of the movie. So I, my guess is that that he's that he's still in in line to to inherit the throne. I I agree. I think so these I, two are almost equal to me again, and I would say I agree with you that because of the uncertainties of the future in Princess and the Frog. I would put them just lower than the little more. Right. So I, I think I do think that Tiana and Naveen's relationship uh, looks really positive for the most part. They are really good at supporting each other's weaknesses, which is really helpful. But there is a lot of uncertainty there. Whereas the Little Mermaid might be the one that we have the least to say about. Like there's a potential cultural difference that they need to overcome with 
Ariel coming from under the sea and not really understanding everything about the surface. But it's really helped by how much she loves his culture. Right. But she also doesn't isn't going to have a, a very strong family support in in the relationship. In her present. In her present yeah. in her life. Right. But at least her father does seem to be to have changed to be uh, happy and satisfied with where she is. Correct. So even if he's not directly there all the time, she at least has his blessing. And she can have contact with him because he comes to the wedding at the end. We right. can see that. Can we don't know exactly how much contact there will be, but it's not zero. Right, right. So so I, I agree. I think I think that the little mermaid is in pretty good shape. The the in whereas in Princess and the Frog, you do have some very serious concerns both current and future hello everyone this is seth jr i'm sure you're wondering what our final conclusion to this ranking is but unfortunately that is not available through our uh, free spotify version of this podcast so if you want to hear the end conclusion to this discussion uh, you can go to our website and sign up to become a patron member to get access to that and to all of our full podcast episodes as well as lots of other great content you can use to improve your own life uh, today. So go to atwaterhealing.com. I hope to see you there.